This is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's a Friday. It's cold. It's been snowing recently. It just seems like we need some kind of pick-me-up. And I, next week, so starting next Friday, will have the very awesome new uh, restaurant, Rob Dobbs, in studio every single week to kick off your weekend early. I think I'll be doing that at 5 o'clock. But uh, this week, I didn't want to leave my coworkers hanging. I mean, they need something to pick up their spirits with a with a crappy amount of weather outside all week and the fact that it's Friday. So I shot out a company-wide email, and I know that this is playing internally some places, so I will tell all of my coworkers again here at our radio station group, I brought the party for Friday. Neil, did you see what's out there at the news desk? Oh, I see it. It's okay. right, right next to me. Well, you are uh, bartender Neil, so I figured the <laughs> most appropriate place to leave all these things was uh, at your desk, uh, at your area. Yeah. And I have a question for our listeners, and actually I asked it internally as well in that email I sent out, letting people know there's drinks at the news desk. Um what was your go-to drink or, or you know, what did you uh, buy when you were in college maybe or when you were younger and you didn't really have the funds to get fancier things for your night out? What was your go-to item of choice? Today we have hams, which is the wonderful $10 for a pack of 30. I have 30 beers at the newsroom. That's that's a lot of beer. We're, we cannot drink that ourselves, Neil. Yeah, it's like college all over. Yeah, good see, old, there you go. Good old 30 rack. And then I couldn't find Franzia, which is one of the wines of choice, I think, of a lot of college students. So I found the next best thing. That is, uh, what is it? What's the brand name on that wine? Uh, looks like it says Peter Vela yeah. Vineyards. Right. Yeah. You've obviously heard of Peter Vela, yeah. the wine. It's it's very upscale, very tasty. And I went with a red, a sweet red, because it, neither one was in the fridge. So Well, on the box it says sweet and juicy. Right? Oh, thank you. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. So don't, right. don't forget the juicy. Please. Right. And then I, I made sure that if someone was not a beer drinker, not a wine drinker, we had one more option. They do have to go buy their own uh, soda from the vending machine uh, in the in the office. But I did get a little Nikolai, which is that very fancy vodka. I think it's premium distilled Nikolai <laughs> vodka that's out there at the newsroom. So you are stocked, man. Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe we'll just put that on the rocks. Maybe somebody wants to just get real fancy. And, hey, look, uh, I'm not yeah. going to tell bartender Neil how to serve <laughs> the premium drinks that are in the studio or in the area right now. So... So, yeah, but I'm wondering what are your, anyone out there, please give us a call. Uh, let us know what are your drinks of choice. What were the go-to items that you had in college? I have some answers from some of our colleagues, uh, but first I guess I should ask you, Neil, since I haven't asked officially, what what's your, you just graduated a couple years ago, right? Yeah, not too long. So okay. uh, we would do, we were normally beer drinkers, so, you know, cheap, like nat, natural light, natty light, uh, bush light. That was normally our go-to. If it had to be hard alcohol, it, uh-huh. it was, again, very cheap. Uh, I believe our go-to brand was Burnett's, which is, you know, <laughs> high quality. Oh, yeah. High quality stuff. Everything. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I saw both of our go-tos. My go-to in college was Keystone. We'd get a 30-pack of Keystone. And we'd put it in a, a emptied trash bin that we would fill with ice and obviously clean out. And then we put that in the corner of the dorm room, and that would be the alcohol served for the evening. Um, but both Keystone and Natty Ice were more expensive than hams. Really? So I didn't, I didn't go. This was ten ninety nine for the hams. I, you know, and I don't mind the hams. I, I know. Don't, I don't normally drink it, but I've had it before, and it's not, it's not terrible. There you go. By the way, I will give a shout-out to the Fast Stop that's only a few minutes from our, our radio station. That's where <laughs> I picked up these fancy items. And I literally went in and asked the person working there, what are the cheapest possible drink items I can buy in the store? And this is what I wound up with, hams, uh, very fancy wine, and uh, a little bit of Nikolai vodka. You have to be aggressive as a bartender, though, if a lot of people go that road, Neil, because 
we don't have a lot. Well, that's all right. I'll, I'll uh, make sure we ration it out if, if, if that's the uh, drink of choice. Okay, yeah. It seems like not many people are rushing to the <laughs> alcohol, though, which probably makes sense. Well, this we is still a, got some time in the day. Yeah, yeah, this is a business place after all, so maybe <laughs> maybe it was a bad idea that my first ever company-wide email that I sent out was involving alcohol. No, I think you're setting a good you're setting a good tone okay. and a good precedent. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, right. Craig will get you drunk. Just uh, <laughs> you know, say that I'm doing a good job when you talk to the bosses. Uh, some of the people who responded, Katie up in the front, said that her go-to drink in college was a vodka Red Bull, which I actually used to do a lot too. But that's not really a a cheap item. You no. know, if you get that at the bar, that's going to run you a few extra dollars. Oh yeah. yeah. No, and I just I could never do the vodka Red Bull. That no, was, no. You don't want to mix the upper with the downer. Yeah, it would okay. just yeah. Put me over the edge. Yeah, I would do a few of those. And there's a point with Vodka Red Bull, if you drink enough of them, where you kind of forget where you're at with them. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden you realize, because you're dancing to every single song that's playing and you have way too much energy, mm-hmm. that you probably had too many. That kicks in right before the actual drunkenness does. Uh, Randy James gave me a bunch of answers. So oh. way to go, Randy. Uh, and he actually numbered them, so I can do this in reverse order, Casey Kasem style. Number three was bad beer parties. they just fill up a 55-gallon drum of whatever they could find, even if it was a collection of the crappiest beers that everyone had, and drink that, um, and they just repeat as, as much as needed. Uh, number two, and this actually I also heard from Dan, uh, Schaefer's beer, which oh. I couldn't find. I think that's a, an oldie but a goodie. Uh, he actually even gave me the price back in 1986 for a, a case of Schaefer's. It was $5.99. The really? case for Yeah. I wish they still had that. Yeah. Uh, number one, though, was Keystone Light, which is what I still did in my college days, which was about 10 years ago. In 86, a 30-pack of key ran you a 6 Wow. I know. There That's you go. That's a great item, man. Uh, also, Sue chimed in. She said that back in the mid-'80s, they would just kind of do whatever, but Bud Light was their go-to beer, and lots of – and this is my favorite. Sue is – she's <laughs> a partier, and I didn't even know – Back in the old days, they used to do Everclear Punch. Oh, wow. Are you familiar with the Everclear, oh, Neil? Yeah, it's it, potent stuff. It's 100% pure yeah. grain alcohol right there. Watch out for Sue <laughs> next time we have a holiday party. All right, keep emailing me, people. I, I want a picture if enough of our coworkers do come by that area, Neil, so I'd, I'd oh, love to throw phone. that. Yep, I've got my phone ready. Awesome. Now. I'd love to throw that up on the social medias, but let me know. Call in, tell me, how did you spend your time You know, when you were a younger buck that didn't have a lot of money? What was your... Your party item of choice. We got a lot more Craig Collins show coming up. This is the Craig Collins show on WJBC. I'm Craig Collins, and I brought in a whole bunch of beer, wine, and a little bit of premium vodka, is what it says on the label, uh, to start the weekend off with our staff uh, to try to get everybody in a good mood because it's been crummy outside. There's just been a lot of reasons to be down this week, so maybe just you know one drink at at the office is okay. I don't know if a lot of drinks is okay, but maybe oh, Mark's having some wine. <laughs> oh, great. And actually, Blake's in Studio 2. Yeah. I brought Blake in because Neil was begging you to go out with him uh, tonight, and you yeah. seem to be very dismissive. No, I have things to do. Okay. And besides, when I walked around the corner to grab a ham that you, you provided for us, I started the weekend. Neil decides to ID me. <laughs> Like well, I'm 12. Yeah. I'm running the bar area over here. I said, you know what? Can I just see a little bit of identification? Did You had it on you then, I assume? Because otherwise no. you're going to have to. You I didn't said, have not, it on you? I'm not showing you. It's like Neil, you served him anyway? Well, I know. I'm going to take I that know, away. He, I know he's of age. Okay. All right. I, I like that you're carding people, though. Did you card Mark? Uh, no, I gave Mark okay. the nod. I think he's good. Have you seen his majestic head of hair, though? I don't know how old he is. He could be 22. Mark, you're in studio as well. Hey, how's the weekend? This is living. Is it? <laughs> 
Is that, so you, you went... $10 wine and Snickers. Yes. We, okay, so I also did put out old holiday candy, Halloween candy, because I didn't want to leave no snacks for my coworkers. That's oh mean. And I assume Rob Dobbs will do this something similar. This is like similar. what they served at Archie Bunker's Corner Bar. <laughs> But you didn't have to pay for it here. This was all free of charge. I am going to try to invoice the 30 bucks. I'm just going to see what happens. Uh, but you went wine, Mark. You went with the premium wine. Is that what it is? That's, that's what it's called out there. Freshly Neil, squeezed. Neil, what's that? Where's the wine from again? It's the uh, Peter Vella Vineyard. Yeah. Uh, sweet sure. and red, it's a sweet and juicy red. Yeah, right. Yes. Have you heard of that vineyard? It's obviously a very fancy All wine. I know is I open the box and it comes in plastic. <laughs> Yeah, it's boxed wine. So it's not, you know. Did you see on the box, though, it said 36 drinks? So there's 36 cups in there. That's that's fancy for 10 bucks. That ain't bad. I mean, think about how much you're, yeah, that's not even 50 cents that you're drinking right there. Thank you very much for that. That's It's good to have you're the party going. You're way too much thought into this. Why? <laughs> Just saying that it's, it's, you know, when you were younger, and that's the point. I want people to call in and tell me what their drink of choice was when they were younger. It was all about the amount of mileage you'd get out of the dollar. Right? You couldn't do a fancier drink at that time. So you had to get the 30 pack of Keystone, the 36 glasses of wine. Hey, Lachlan, if you're listening, get over here. <laughs> I'd love to have him come by. Uh, uh, Neil, do you want to try to get Blake to come out with you? He's got a hams in hand. Well, yeah, you know, it's not even like I'm. I just said, why don't we go out for one beer after work or something? And I know he's busy. He's in grad school. He's got stuff. He's working games this weekend, but. Tonight, he doesn't. It's the first week we haven't had high school football. <laughs> and Mark is yelling from off the mic, let's get Howard drunk. Yeah. Howard, come on in early, man. We got the weekend started right. Say Go ahead, Neil. <laughs> He'll say anything, Mark says. But no, yeah, I mean, I just asked Blake if he wanted to come and maybe go, you know, go grab a beer somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it's first Friday. We haven't had high school football in a while where he's not. You see ha- this, Neil? There's vodka out here. Oh. <laughs> We might have to cut Mark off. He's already, he's getting hey, You're the bartender. You let him know when he's had one too many. Classic. Um, but, yeah, so, Blake, Neil is trying very hard to get you out. Like I said, it's been kind of a depressing week. The weather hasn't been right. very nice. It seems like an ideal weekend yeah, to no. go out, he find a nice have, spot. He doesn't ever want to do anything. You're well, Blake okay. the Flake. Now, wait wait a minute. <laughs> I don't like drinking in crowds. I don't get that because I've... Because three or more is a gang. I don't like doing that. I've been out with you with multiple people before and gone for, like, a drink after work. Oh, hold on, guys. we got a call coming in. I don't know what this is about. Caller, you're on the air, WJBC. Yeah, the only thing you got missing is a little bottle of Mad Dog. You're oh. right. You're right. I, I did miss some Mad Dog. But like I said, I got the Halloween candy out there. I got the hams. I got everything people need to start the weekend right here at 3.30 in the office. Yeah, sounds just like a little old high school party. I know, man. I, that's, that's how you got to do it. I only could afford one case of hams, though. So if we run out, I'm sorry. you got to go get another one on your own. But thanks for calling in. <laughs> All right. All right. I feel like that listener wants to come hang out with us. Yeah, come on by, 236. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. I think that's illegal. I'm going to take a break because Blake's trying to get me fired. Neil, keep trying to get him to go out. But listeners, you cannot come have alcohol. You know what I like? Uh, if you bring in alcohol to a workplace, every so often you start hearing stories from coworkers that I don't know if they'd tell you if there wasn't a beer in their hand while they're doing it. I got Blake back in studio because off the air during the news break, you started telling me, an interesting story about your evening last night. What? Are you enjoying your yeah. hams, by the way? I yeah, it was yeah, good. Is it good? You gonna get right another down. one from Neil? Yeah, man. Okay, all right, go if ahead. I get carded again. So what happened to you last uh, night? Well, this was two nights ago. Oh, two nights ago. Yeah, two nights ago. Um, so 
in my bathroom, I have a shaving bag that has like shaving cream, beard butter, because I got to look like Scott Miller, and all kinds of other things, right? Has Scott recommended a beer butter for you? No. Or excuse me, a, a, a beard butter? Oh, there you go. No, look at Neil. Nielsen. Delivery oh, service. Look at that. Okay. He's like Uber Eats, but Uber drinks. <laughs> all right, anyways. Only in the office. <laughs> so go I ahead. reach in that bag, and I wasn't paying attention, and I have an old-fashioned razor. And when I reached in there, the razor... Oh, no. Got my thumb pretty good. Okay. But I didn't realize it until I took my hand out of the bag. So again, my, com- my thumb kind of hurts. Well, when I look at it, it's like a fire hose. Suckers spewing <laughs> blood all over the place, right? It's like a so scary you, movie. So you immediately rushed to the hospital, right? No. Okay, no. All right, no, because hospital you... costs money. Not, you know. Right, yeah. So I text my sister who works in a hospital in Springfield, and she said, I'll look at it when I get home. Wait, what? What? She lives with you? She lives there, yeah, too? she lives with me. With yeah. your parents? Yeah. Your sister works in a hospital? Yeah. What does she do there? She's a radiologist. Radiologist? That's a pretty yeah. good-paying job, I think. Yeah. And she lives in your house still? Yeah. How old is she? She's turning 28 on next Friday. How many siblings do you have? One. And she lives at home with you and yeah. mom and dad. You yeah. guys have all just lived there. Yeah. That's okay. Go ahead. Keep going. Like the philosophy is stay as home, uh, stay home as long as you can so you can yeah. build up money, right? So your sister, she's right. she's got a husband? Uh, she's has a boyfriend. Okay, yeah. all right. So but when you guys have kids, are you just gonna keep living there? Are you just gonna Are you gonna build on to the um, parents' home? You know, I might. <laughs> I say on insurance till I'm 26. So you might as well That's milk fine. it out. Yeah, right. Anyways, back to the story. Sorry, sorry, I apologize. Yeah. So I texted her. You know, I said, "Hey, do I need a couple of stitches?" She said, "Well, I'll look, I want to get home." <laughs> well, I'm working on some project, and when I come out of my bedroom, uh-huh. she's in bed asleep. Oh, she didn't care. She didn't care. Did you send her video or just photos? Uh, a text. Okay, I don't know if the photos, the text and stuff, if, I don't know if that sold the amount of fire hose blood that was going on. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was right. It was, it was like a murder scene in your yeah, house? it was bad. Okay, all right. Uh, anyways, so. <laughs> You're doing next, okay now? The, yeah, I'm still here. The next That's morning, right. I asked my mom, I was like, hey, uh, what should I do with my thumb? And yeah. she's like, well, we'll have your sister look at it. She was gone. <laughs> So I'm three days later. Uh huh. I mean, I probably should have got a couple of stitches, but three days probably. later, probably. I'm, I'm hanging in there. You but feel fine? Can yeah, I, I see good. it? Where's the injury? Well, I don't want to show it. Okay, all right. You want to keep? It. But WebMD <laughs> says after 24 hours, you don't need stitches because it already starts healing. Well, yeah, and honestly, WebMD is the best doctor that you could possibly get, right? I mean, there's no yeah. reason to distrust the internet. So for yesterday being your morning, provider. I asked the doctor who. On the radio, Scott Miller said, like, "What should I do with this?" He's like, "Nope, don't go, don't go to the hospital. You're good." Like, what I have? I can't a imagine. I don't understand your life. I don't understand yeah. your family's lives. Does Does anyone go to doctors in your house, or does your sister just look at it? Well, we go to the doctor, but it's like if it's not like a huge. Yeah, if you're just bleeding um, yeah. a fire hose amount of blood out of your finger, you're good. You'll figure that out. That's it's how it works Clinton. in Clinton. Like, yeah. no one goes. <laughs> Plus, by the way, I imagine the hospital is like an hour and a half away from you. Well, we have a prompt care, but they're only working from like nine to five. This was after five, so <laughs> the nearest hospital was Bloomington. Uh, your life is an interesting one, Blake. Here, have another beer. I, you oh, have don't worry. Neil delivered one. All right. I got to take another break, and I, I, I hope you're physically okay. Do you feel lightheaded at all? No, I feel good. Okay. Yeah. All right. You probably shouldn't be drinking. This is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC, starting the weekend a little bit early. Uh, next week, we'll have Rob Dobbs in, so that'll be fun. Uh, this week, I provided the uh, the beverages, and they're all of the you know college budget uh, level kind of thing. Us radio guys do not get paid a lot. Uh, Blake, I had a question for you since you're still hanging out uh, yeah. here at the station. I saw this story, and I know that it's somewhere else, but I kind of feel like this could have happened in Clinton. So you tell me if this sounds like a Clinton story oh, to you. Boy. Okay. All right. 
I'm not going to tell you where it's from. A guy walked into a McDonald's. He ordered a sweet tea. He said he received something a little extra, though, when he looked in the sweet tea bottle. Um, along with the item, uh, he also got a little baggie that was floating. at the, Actually, excuse me, three little baggies that were floating at the top of his drink that happened to contain um, some marijuana. There were three baggies of marijuana in his sweet tea. Uh, he had to report those immediately to the McDonald's. Uh, county sheriff drove out to investigate what's going on. They still aren't sure where the baggies came from, but somehow this guy served a sweet tea and got a, a, something a little extra. Here's a McDonald's story for you. One time... <laughs> Is this at a Clinton for real? No, this was at, not a Clinton. This was a different okay. McDonald's. One time, I went to the drive-thru, and it was taking forever. All right. And they said, can you pull into lane two, right on the side? And all of a sudden, here comes somebody out the back of McDonald's holding a bag of trash in one hand and my food in the other. Okay. And they handed me the food while trash was in the other hand. And that made you not uh, terribly I, happy? No. So I called McDonald's corporate. What did they say? They said, we're very sorry, and they gave me like 10 meals free. You got 10 free meals at McDonald's? Yeah. I have a bunch of coupons in my pocket. Do you? Yeah. Okay. What are you What are you going to do with those coupons? What are you going to get? Get free food. I know, but like what? what do you, what's your McDonald's uh, go-to? You know... I'm a big 10-piece McChicken guy, <laughs> but I don't know. I make it a big How close was the, the trash to your, like, they were in separate hands pretty But they were, distance. like, they were close because the trash bag, it had weight in it, so it was yeah. wide. But, I mean, you're, did you eat the meal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Wouldn't it have made more sense to complain there and have them just replace that food than call yeah. McDonald's corporate? Well, I got 10 free meals out of it. That's true. Did, yeah. Was this during the smartphone days where you would have had a video of this to prove it? Yeah, but I can't. you can't take a video of someone, so that's why. Oh, right. You're, yeah. Look at you. See? This guy knows things. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for playing along and joining the, the Craig Collins Show today. How many hams are you at right uh, now? This is just number two. Okay. Well, this right. is not even number two. It's the quarter of number two. Are you going out with Neil later now? Nope. Has your opinion changed at all? Nope. Neil wants to hit up all of Clinton. He eyes both me places. on the way into the studio. <laughs> it's part of my job. I have to do the right thing. Yeah, he's bartender Neil, man. You, you don't, you know, come on. He takes this very, very seriously. Oh, Neil. Uh, and by the way, it would be just like two total places in Clinton, right? That's partying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Snappers and two doors down. <laughs> that, and and you not... don't want to go to these places? I know I do. I've been to both of them. All right. The yeah. whole station's going now because they're all going to be drunk on ham soon. <laughs> Maybe we'll all show up in Clinton. Are you Are you going to reject everybody? If you guys show up to Clinton, I'll go out. If the whole station is there, Sue is definitely going. I'm positive she'll be there. <laughs> Adam had a ham in his, Adam's had hams a, yeah. in his hand. Right. Yeah. Sue's going to bring the Everclear, though, which is very exciting for all of us. <laughs> I don't know if they rock a lot of Everclear. Um, not in Clinton. Okay, not in Clinton? No. That's too fa- what is the hardest alcohol beverage you guys have in Clinton? In Clinton? Oof. Um, Bud Heavy? Yeah, we're, we're like a... See, we like to go top shelf, so we're like Bud Light Platinum. Oh, there you we're go. We're not Bud Light, we're Bud Light Platinum. Yeah, no, I got you, I got you. That's the... Uh, by the way, I just got a, uh, an email from Dana Bell, who's never heard of any of the items that are outside at the newsroom. How will she come upstairs and try them? Well, she can come up... I think she did. I think She thanked me for, for serving them. But Dana, that's funny. That means she's a fancy drinker. We're learning things Ooh. about our coworkers. See, like Dana definitely is the, the higher-end drink products person. If you've never heard of a hams, <laughs> never seen boxed wine, maybe she's very confused about the box concept altogether, that it's a, a baggie and some boxed wine. But Mark Strauss loves it. He's now doing commercials for them uh, starting I, next I saw, week. Yeah, and he was yeah. having Snickers in the hand, too. I know. I think Mark took the boxed <laughs> wine home. I saw him. He's on one knee. Neil, is the boxed wine still out there? Oh, yeah. It's okay, still right, good. There. Where's Mark in relation to the wine? Uh, he's at his desk. Okay. All right, that's good. Keep tabs on him because he's a huge fan of it. Okay, he's coming back. Oh, no, we got Dana. Dana's coming in. 
She's never heard of any of this here stuff. Oh, uh, here we go. So now I want to know what Dana's drink of choice is, because it's got to be, I assume that she drinks like just sparkling, fancy items all the time. Is that right? Yeah, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I just don't know hands. No, but look, you what also you have a beer options? koozie. <laughs> yeah, I do. Did you have that on hand just in case? I always have a beer koozie on my desk. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm learning so many things. I've been here three weeks, and this is maybe the best way to get to know my coworkers, bring in cheap beer and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. yeah. So is it popular out there? Are people having a good time? I don't know. Okay. How's Neil yeah. doing as a bartender? Uh... I think, Fine, somebody, I, think. I think somebody brought Dana her beer. I, was, I didn't know who brought the beer until I asked so someone, someone else. Someone just brought that to you, and you had a beer koozie ready to go. I wasn't <laughs> in my I came back to my office. Got it. And uh, there was just a beer sitting on my that desk. That is the most fantastic. I and like you, it. So you didn't have any quite. You're just like, okay, this is what we do here. Is this is this normal? All of you worked here a lot longer <laughs> than me. Is like some guy coming in with 30 cans of beer a normal thing it's not normal no but okay. so this is your first hand this yes it is so what'd you think yeah i don't know i'm scared i'll try it she's sipping it right now we've got news coming up but it's breaking right here in studio dana bell's reaction to hams it's good okay there we go <laughs> neil it's news time with you i don't think i believe her uh more craig collins show next uh neil how are we doing on booze back there i think we're, we're doing all right okay it's, uh good. i haven't seen anybody else pass by in the last what couple it, minutes what has been the preference out of the three the hams you got the boxed wine and you got a little bit of nikolai has anyone burst into the nikolai yet uh nobody's okay. touched the nikolai that is surprising yet. uh ham seems to be the go-to favorite as of the okay. moment yes. well that's that's a disappointing you like a boxed wine right yeah i don't mind it okay i mean I got I'm the more, sweet red. Yeah, I'm more of a beer guy, but yeah. I mean, I, if, I don't mind a wine every so often. Well, we're counting on you at the end of the day. If nobody <laughs> else has it, bartender Neil's got to figure it out. Uh, by the way, this half hour of the show is sponsored by Exxon. Exxon and Mobile's new Synergy Supreme Plus Premium Gasoline. Their best fuel ever keeps your engine two times cleaner for better gas mileage. It's Supreme. It's Premium. It's a Premium. Fill up today or go to Exxon.com for more details. I saw this story the other day on the Today Show. And I held off for a day because, I don't know, if you saw it, you probably don't want to hear somebody talk about it that night. But, uh, you know, it's a dad who's very much into cheering on his daughter and his high school team. Um, and he learned all the dance moves. I don't know if you saw this on the Today Show, but he learned all the dance moves that his daughter does on the field because she's a cheerleader for the football team. And I just thought it was fun to listen to a little bit of the local news coverage of this story and how he learned those moves. You can see Hank Haley Holland in the stands at York High School. This dad is doing the same moves as his daughter and her cheerleading team. The video has gone viral. Say, hey, listen, you know, I'm here. I'm supporting you guys, you know. Uh, just have some fun with them. After trying on successfully to learn it on his own, he asked for help. I told her one day, uh, teach me to dance or I'm not leaving your room. That's a little intense. Teach me the dance or I'm not leaving your room. And I, I wonder how a teenage daughter responds to, really, Dad, you want to do these moves in the uh, in the stadium? But go ahead. Hear what like, she says. Oh, wow. He's going to embarrass me this time. And I was like, we're just going to go with it. It's just going to see how it goes. Mackenzie showed us how she taught him. But, but it's now very the 15 slow. year old says she doesn't mind at all. I have the biggest smile when I see him do it. Aw, isn't that heart uh, heartwarming at the end there that she winds up being happy about it? At first she's like, Dad, this is a terrible idea. And then eventually it goes viral. They pop up on the Today Show and she's like, you know what? This is this is all working out pretty well. Uh, did you have very um, enthusiastic parents, Neil? Did you play any sports in high school? Yeah, I played sports growing up, sports in high school. I mean, my dad always would coach uh, baseball. You know, when I was younger, he didn't coach at all in high school. But yeah, I mean, they weren't 
over the top, but they were supportive, came to the games and, and things like that. But they weren't, you know. How you know. would you have reacted then if your dad wanted to learn all the dance moves the high school cheerleaders were doing on the field during your games? I mean, if I had a sister, I don't have a sister. Uh, if, you, if he wanted to just do that on his own. I just, you know, to support ah. you. The cheerleaders are doing it. Dad uh, wants to do it. I don't know. I would have Figure it out. maybe scratch my head on that one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's a cool story. I mean, yeah, it's 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 cool that, you know, I think he wanted to do that partly because he's proud of his daughter, of course. But then also, I, it's kind of fun to dance at the games, and he wanted to be coordinated. He wanted to be a part of the, you know, actual. He's not going out on the field ever. He's doing it from his seat in the bleachers, uh, and he's very, very active. Uh, so if you go check out that video, it's pretty funny, but... Yeah, I don't know how I would have reacted. My mom didn't love going to the sporting events. She would go, and you could glance up when you were in, and she didn't seem to be paying a lot of attention <laughs> to the old one, Craig Collins. Yeah. But, uh, you know, each family does it different. Well, sure. Yeah, and I, she had a lot to talk about, probably, and I, I wasn't always doing the best. So, you know, maybe there was an aspect there. Would I have preferred for her to go all the way the other way, though, and be like a dancing rah-rah? I don't, I don't think I would have yeah. wanted that road. You know, uh, my brother actually wound up noticing that she didn't pay a terribly close amount of attention to us, and he would just lie to her after every game he played, and we would see how far he could lie before <laughs> she'd figure it out. So she'd be like, you know, you did great today. He's like, yeah, I know. In the third quarter, when I caught that pass, she's like, yeah, that was a good one. And just keep going, making yep. it worse and worse, mm-hmm. and eventually figure it out where mom was at. Um, 82% of people feel comfortable at work, and they're more productive at work when they wear comfy clothing, when they don't wear the... Uh, you know, the over-the-end, like Casual Friday, for example, seems to be one of the most productive days in offices, and that's because of maybe the mentality of showing up and being a little more relaxed. Do you like the comfy outfit? Yeah, I mean, I I try to wear, you know, a polo every day, some, you know, khakis. Or, I mean, I, I try to get dressed up as much as, much as I should, I think. I don't know, Not maybe. according to Mark Strauss. None well, of us, we, don't, we don't dress anywhere near as fancy as that man. <laughs> Where's, how is he doing on the wine? Is he still out there? Uh, I haven't been able to look. Okay, I think nice he's still good. over there. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like the casual outfit. I came in a hoodie today, yeah. and I do feel more productive. 82% of people say they feel more productive when they're wearing casual clothing. 56% say they feel more confident, which is interesting that you would think that someone goes in and they're in like their fanciest possible uh, stuff that you'd feel confident that way, but it's the exact opposite. You're not worrying as much about your appearance, I guess, and you feel pretty good about you know getting everything done because you know you're you're having a casual friday 11 percent said they feel more confident confident when they're wearing very formal attire uh which i think i fall into that category i do enjoy you know the very fancy do you like uh the suit and tie look every once in a while yeah i mean i i think i would be more on the spectrum where i i would feel a lot more confident when i'm you know dressed up nice suit on or something mm-hmm. yeah that that's where my confidence would come from probably by the way i did just learn a lesson on this show do not complain about mom because she might be listening <laughs> she might text in come on i paid attention to you guys she should call i think and maybe she should your yeah. brother only did that once is what she was telling me uh, mom <laughs> he did it more than once this is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I think I really like this job. Um, when you bring in a bunch of, like, alcohol, especially cheap alcohol, and the way that people embrace you is they hand you a beer koozie to put your alcohol in, that's a pretty cool day right there. I just got handed a B-104 beer koozie, which uh, I think we probably gave away at one point. This is uh, Are we still giving these away? Can I give one away? I don't know, okay. to be honest. I, I might give this one away if I have to because it's pretty cool. Uh, but that's that's the kind of place I like when they're like, you know what? He brought in the alcohol. We might as well koozie him up. Uh, that didn't sound right. That sounded very, very <laughs> wrong. Uh, anyway, 
Moving on. That black cat. Do you remember this story about the black cat from Monday night? Uh, I do. During, thank you, Neil. During the mm-hmm. game, the Giants and the Cowboys are playing, and all of a sudden a black cat runs under the field. I still have that audio from the great play-by-play call on Westwood 1. A black cat is running from the 20 to the near side, the 10. From the 39 in Dallas, here's a short throw down the middle, caught by Ingram. Caught at the 35, went to the 30. Now the cat running the other way, and so is Ingram at the 30 to the 25, to the 24-yard line. It's a catch run of 15. Now the cat is stopped at the 50. <laughs> They've stopped playing the play. <laughs> that is a miraculous job. You, you have to think in the moment that that's just the way he wanted to go. Kevin is, is calling a beautiful game. He sees the cat, and the good instincts take over, and he just continues to report on where the cat's going, how he's doing. Uh, but the reason I bring this up today, they still can't find the cat. The black cat is loose somewhere in MetLife Stadium, and as of right now, they have no idea where he is. I think we're going to see a reoccurrence of the black cat sometime this season. That could be a bad curse. for. You're a Giants fan, right? I am. Oh, you're but... not Jets. I wasn't sure which, which one you were. No, I'm a Giants fan. The mm. reason this is good for New York, though, is the 1969 Cubs, who were playing the Mets when the famous black cat ran, acro- ran across the field. I think that the Cubs were winning the game handily. The Mets came back and won that game. And if you remember, the 1969 Miracle Mets went all the way on to win the World Series, and the Cubs collapsed as the team that seemed to be the obvious favorite. So... Even though the Giants lost that game, and I think they're sitting at 2-7 and seven right now, I'm expecting a big turnaround because Black Cats are really good luck in New York. Uh, but it's hilarious that they still can't find him. I don't know where he went or what's going on with uh, maybe if you like name him or put out treats, there's got to be a way to, to coax him out into the world, right? It's a pretty big stadium. It is. I mean, yeah, you're right. He can hide. Maybe he's got family in there, too. You maybe. never know. Maybe there's a whole bunch more. Uh, one other real quick story, and then i got to take a break. Did you know a great recovery when going for a run is beer? So people, uh, I had a call earlier telling me, are you really serious you brought in beer to your office? Yes, I did. Uh, I think everyone will be okay. But I guess part of the reason I did is because it's a wonderful uh, health product. After a long run, you can actually turn to beer to rejuvenate yourself and replace a lot of the electrolytes and, and other things that you're missing. Even though it typically dehydrates you, apparently the chemicals in your body after a run connected with especially some very good craft beers, align with a lot of people's fitness goals and wind up being a a good choice. So just so you know, if the next time you go for a long run and you're feeling like you need a good pick-me-up, you got a, you got a hams in hand? That might uh, that might work out better than anything else. You ever done a beer after a run, No, Neil? I have. It, you have? It, it is very refreshing. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I've done it before. I'm, I'm not, I, I've tried it. It's not bad. Okay. I, I recommend it. You're not sure about any of these stats did, that say I it. didn't know it was uh, beneficial, no, but okay. now it is, so now I'm going to keep doing it. Well, I should have mentioned early on that this study was done by Hams. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that would have been great. Hams is like, no, we're great. We're, we're good. 1099, and we fix you right after a run. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. This is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I'm Craig Collins. That's Neil Doyle in the newsroom. Uh, it is right now 4.40, so we're with you for another hour and 20 minutes here. Uh, I have a list of the 10 most embarrassing social situations, according to a new survey of 2,000 Americans. These are, these are the 10 most embarrassing things that we encounter publicly. I will go through them in reverse order, because uh, Casey Kasem was right when he did that, and uh, I don't want to disagree with Casey Kasem. Number 10, public speaking. 32% of people think that is the most embarrassing thing or one of the most embarrassing things you can be asked to do, uh, and which is weird to see that on the list because a lot of people are afraid of that. I'm a radio host, so you'd assume that I'm not. 
However, this doesn't really feel like public speaking. This is me sitting in a room with no empty, no chairs, everything's empty, and then I got Neil behind me, and I'm just talking into a microphone. So it's very easy to forget you're all there. Um, so socially doing a public speech sometimes is a little nerve-wracking. Do you get tied up with those at all, Neil, or no? Yeah, I would say in front of people where there's the physical audience, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely think there's a little bit more nerves than, yes, we're talking to people now, but... Right. They're not, not looking at us. Right. They're not judging us. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, agree. It's not the same. Uh, number nine on this list, uh, your child having a temper tantrum in public. Neither one of us can relate to this at all, but it does seem embarrassing when I witness it and, and the parent is trying to, ch- to calm the child. That does seem like that's not fun. Uh, number eight on the list is actually funny. Your significant other having a temper tantrum in public is almost as embarrassing as a kid. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, you know, not that Betty does that ever. She's a very nice, very quiet uh, human, so I, I can't see if she ever blew up at me in public, man. That'll be a bad, bad day. <laughs> I did something very, very wrong for Betty to start throwing shoes at me in public. At home, shoes get thrown all the time, but around the crowds. Uh, number seven, tripping in public. Have you ever fallen down in front of people? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, I've stumbled before, yes. How does that feel? Do you feel. Uh, uh, you always you try to play it off, and you just uh, <laughs> hope nobody saw. Well, if there's ice on the ground, which happens a lot here in the Midwest, I feel like that's not, you can't judge somebody. Ice is uncontrollable. If it's just you walking and you miss a step, yeah, okay, we might judge you a little more. But if it's cold out, you should be forgiving. You might chuckle. But uh, number six is having the hiccups during a work meeting. You ever witness this? I don't think I have. I've witnessed this once. I saw this happen. That guy had to leave the room because, uh, yeah, that feels like it's embarrassing. Uh, falling asleep in public is number five on the list. I've never done this. I don't think I have either. I don't know how that would feel when you wake up. I guess it depends on what you mean by public, like on a train or something. I, I could feel like maybe it's not as bad. But, but yeah, like if you're sitting at your desk and you're snoring, which actually did ha- I ha- I worked at a radio station where a news guy fell asleep overnight and missed like three casts. That, really? That did happen, yes. And someone had to go to the station and wake him up because by the third one, they were like, he can't possibly be. Something bad has happened. Right. Or he's very much asleep at the desk, which it was, uh, it was number two. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still had a job, though. They didn't let him go. That was a nice radio station. <laughs> Do you think if you slept through three forecasts and whatever, you'd be done? Uh, yeah, they, I don't think they'd be very happy okay. with me. Mm-hmm. Three, not even just one. Yeah. Um, number four on this list, unfortunately... I have a story tied to this, and I'm going to warn everybody before I tell this story that it's a little juvenile. This is about passing gas in public. Uh, 37% of people, only 37% of people think that that's embarrassing. But if you do pass gas in public, uh, you ever done this, Neil? Uh, I think I have, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have any vivid remember, uh, memories uh, of one? No, I not not anything vivid. Okay, I have one. I have one that Let's... happened relatively recently. This is about a year and a half ago, uh, and the reason that that it was such a significant one is the way in which it happened. Uh, I often get dragged into shopping sprees with my wife. Like, she loves to go, and she actually loves the the Salvation Armies and the thrift stores of the world, much like a a, uh, Scott Miller does. So those places, you have to hunt quite a bit more. And so we went into one, and I wasn't feeling great, and I mentioned to her that I'd like her to try to shop quickly, and two hours later, we were in the line to check out to leave, and so we've we've committed to the line. That's the thing. Like once you're in line to check out, especially at a place like Salvation Army where there's only one cashier, there's not really a lot of like workaround options. And I was trying my best to control myself, but you know, it happened. And right as it happened, a gentleman stepped directly behind me in line because I was I was in last. And then he walked directly behind me and immediately got really really mad. 
And so then the whole time in line, I was debating like to leave the line or to stay in line and just deal with. And he didn't say anything to me. He didn't actually like communicate or, or say anything. He just kept making like, oh, oh, who did? Oh, oh. And that's it. He just kept making the noise. And, and other people around certainly started to realize what had happened. And I turned bright red. And the wife, of course, had just vanished. I think she was gone the entire time. But, yeah, I stood in line for a good five minutes after farting on a guy. Well, I mean, you kind of did, you know. I did him wrong? I think, well, I think he handled, after it happened, I, you know, what else are you supposed to do in that situation? It was so, two hours, Neil. Well. She needed to hunt for, I, I held it in for two hours. I give you credit. You tried. Okay. I really I really thought that I did, like, an expert job. And then when it finally <laughs> squeaked out, I, I really hoped it wasn't going to be as, as bad as it was. But, you know. Two hours of that, and I, did you think he handled his himself correctly? Just a bunch um, of he wanted me to know he was upset, but he didn't want to have a physical confrontation with a person he doesn't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if that were me, I probably would have just you know left, like lived yeah, with it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you just you move on. It's still I flash back to that moment constantly. I think I even have nightmares about it of him just behind me at times, like embarrassing times in my life. <laughs> 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 he, I don't know what happened. Either that, or he was having like an asthma attack. Maybe he had no idea. Uh, yeah, happened to me. Well, Number three on the list, forgetting someone's name. That is kind of embarrassing. It depends how early on, right? Like the more, the longer you know someone, it, it gets pretty embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Early on, I don't remember a lot of names. I call people buddy. Sure. You do. You have a go-to name when you don't know a name? You know, I just, I try to avoid it. I just, oh, hey, or, you, you know, what's, 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 what's going on? You just grunt like that other guy. <laughs> you. <laughs> Uh, saying something stupid in front of your boss is number two on this list. 43% of people feel like that's really, really embarrassing. Number one, the most embarrassing thing you can do, surprise me it was number one, coughing in a quiet place. You're at a library or something and you have a fit of coughing, and that is 52% of people say that tops the list. A fit of coughing, now that that is it. That bothers me, like whenever if I have a bad cough, mm-hmm. like that would even be like in class or right, like you're in a quieter place like that. I mean, just coughing it. I guess it's a, is it a fit of coughing or just coughing in general in a quiet place? Well, like, it says I mean, like, coughing, but the description yeah. sounds to, sounds like to me that people took it as as sure. you know multiple cough. Because one cough, like, do you really get that embarrassed if no. it's quiet and you cough once? No, no, not at all. I don't think I get embarrassed at all. I'm sick. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to deal with that. And also, if I fart on you in line at a, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Well, it happened. Now back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Just want to say this real quickly. Yet another colleague or a few other colleagues have messaged me telling me their drink of choice in college. I asked this today, and this is the Craig Collins question of the day. Before you had the funds to splurge on something, you know, nicer when you went out, uh, what were the items or the things that you most consistently bought uh, on a night out when you're on a budget? Uh, some of my colleagues have weighed in. Grayson says that he would have a lot of four-bottle uh, wines, $4 bottle of wine. He also had fuzzy navels and way too much tequila in college, so Grayson was a fun guy. Uh, he went out a lot, apparently. Uh, Karen just thanked me for giving her hams, so maybe hams was her drink of choice. And then Catherine Murphy from The Morning Show says, and I quote, I still love Miller Lite. So apparently Miller Lite was the go-to in college and still Catherine Murphy's drink of choice today. Uh, so that's pretty good. Um, I have video and audio of a, a student at Oklahoma. Uh, his name is, is Kale Mantis. Kale was asked to partake in one of those crazy, you know, halftime things on the basketball court where you could win a prize. And so they asked him to shoot a layup. Uh, He shot a free throw. He had to hit a three-pointer. And then finally he walked out to half court. And if he sunk the shot at half court, he'd get free tuition for that year 
from Oklahoma, and this is the audio of what happened. He's at school with a bunch of his student friends. Swish! The reason I like this audio so much is there's a bunch of students in the crowd, obviously, because this is a college game, and listen to how excited they are that this one kid has no student loans for a year because the amount of cheering is insane because they're like free college for one year, and who knows if Kale had that figured out already or not, but I just love it. That is the most exciting thing that has ever happened for any of those people. He's got a year of free college. Oh, my God. How would you have felt if you had hit that shot, Neil? Oh, that would have been amazing. One year, free college. Mm -hmm. All he had to do was hit a a layup, a free throw, a three-pointer, and then step on back and train it. He's a legend. Let's do it again. Oh, man. He had to have a really fun night that night. I hope a lot of hams was involved, although he could have have sprung for a lot better, right? Yeah, he probably could have splurged. Yeah, now that Kale's, uh, you know, free college, he's probably buying a bunch of those Red Bulls. Let's say you go on a blind date. Uh, there's a guy in Australia who did this on, a, on Tuesday night this past week. Uh, let's say that it's not working out terribly. And part of the reason why, I imagine, is that Kenny, uh, Kenny Morgan of Australia, took his date to a casino, uh, and he was watching the Melbourne Cup, which is a bunch of horse races going on at the time. Uh, he's quoted as saying, you know, this wasn't really going anywhere. We weren't really, you know, hitting it off, etc." And so the girl gets up to just kind of, and I guess they'd been talking quite a bit, before so you wouldn't you shouldn't call it a blind date completely this is just one of those you know 2019 kind of dating things so they sort of even felt like they were in a relationship because the way that the the headline goes is that he gets dumped um but at least dumped for the night and so the girl gets up to kind of tell him you know what this isn't working out goodbye and he hits on a seven dollar bet that turns into five hundred and fifty three thousand dollars kenny morgan on a date not impressing a lady She's about to to blow him off, and then he looks up, and he's like, oh, man, I just won half a million dollars. Uh, he says that the woman tried to change her mind, but you know what? He uh, he decided she was out, uh, but that is something else. Can you imagine that to get the feeling of, of maybe, you know, disappointment from missing out on a, a potential dating situation and then have that happen? I'll tell you what. I'll take that bet 10 out of 10 <laughs> times, good, and good for Kenny. You know right. what? The, you know, whoever the lady was, uh-huh. oh, hey. Congrats. Uh, right. No, Kenny said, you no, know what? No. Uh, why don't you go on your way? Yeah, nice you, to meet you. You stood up. You've got to finish that decision off. Uh, Kenny did go on to say that he's since deleted her entirely. So she's deleted out of his social medias. And I imagine Kenny won't, uh, he won't struggle for uh, any dates moving forward. He does plan to use the money to buy a house. Nice. So Kenny's going to have a sweet house now. I just can't imagine what that would be like for the, the lady. To, and, you know, you shouldn't have a relationship based on money. So, so obviously they're still both making the right decision here. But just the idea that, like, you don't really, you're not really into a dude, and then you see him win half a million bucks, I, I, I think she regrets it. Yeah, it's a nice little chunk of change. Uh huh. Yeah, it is. It's a lot more than a nice little chunk of change, Neil. <laughs> what do you guys? I don't understand my news people. Blake has like investments. I think he partially owns like Microsoft, yeah. and Neil doesn't give a crap about four hundred thousand or five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, that's, that's why, you know, you gotta, you gotta spend money to make money. Apparently, you know? I had a story last week about Wall Street and how they're down to like 422000 a year, and you dismiss that. You're like, that's not enough. I wouldn't do it. It's just, there's a lot of negativity, I feel like, on Wall Street. I know, I get Hustle it. By, uh, eh, I don't know. I, it would be enough money for me. I don't even care. <laughs> 422000 
533000 These These are large sums of money to one Craig Collins. That's a lot of money. Yeah, the newsroom might be the place to work. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I get it if I'm losing you because of the music I'm playing right now. I get it. I understand. Craig Collins, he plays a lot of those songs. He plays ones that have lyrics in them on the radio, the talk radio. This is not okay, but BTS, this is where I draw the line. I get it. Uh, K-pop, for some reason, is tremendously popular. Tremendously popular. Not just in Korea and the, you know, other parts of the, the world where it's been popular before, but right here in the United States. This video, BTS, uh, DNA is the name of the song, 868 million views. Why, Craig, why are you talking about K-pop and BTS on, on WJBC? Probably the first time, is this the first time ever that this topic has been hit on this station? Uh, could be. Could be close. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is why uh, a video has gone viral from Korean Air. Uh, they featured a K-pop band in their safety video when you get on one of their airplanes. So the safety video plays, and it's all the same stuff you know about. You know, buckle your seat. This is where the life vests come from, et cetera, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, about uh, it looks like it's two minutes and thirty six seconds in, it breaks out into a K-pop song by a band called Super M. Uh, apparently, they're a super group of seven very famous K-pop people all smushed together to be their own, you know, unique band. This video has almost three million views, and it came out not even a week ago. And again, I want to remind everyone, this is a safety video for Korean Air that just so happens to feature a K-pop band. But I'm going to play you some of the music that just takes over two and a half minutes in. Yeah, they just mentioned they got to fly, so like it's on brand. It's part of the message. They're singing about flying. They're all dancing and jumping, and it's the same thing you're used to with a boy band or a K-pop band. This is just insane. It goes on for another two minutes. So you're sitting on one of these planes. You're you're following along, and you can feel you know like the video is a little different because there's some rap in it earlier on. But they're just telling you the basic safety stuff, and then all of a sudden you're just like you know. I don't know how I would react to this. I don't know if this has it finally. Is this the tipping point for K-pop and for the Korean wave is what they're calling it, where we stop eventually? If this lands on on U.S. planes, if you're sitting and getting on board a United Airlines flight and halfway through the safety video. I love that they're singing about flying. Did you hear them take to the sky, Neil? I love it. I, okay. I, I feel like it would be fun. I mean, it, it kind of gets you. I mean, well, I mean, for it depends. For some people, maybe flying's a scary experience. Maybe some people, it's you know, piece of cake. But yeah, but a lot of people don't. I feel like people of an age, maybe over my age, maybe anyone just slightly older than me, K-pop is a complete unknown thing. And sure. I'm, and those people on planes sitting down, they're like, all right, the flight attendants are standing up, they're taking the microphones, they're getting ready to do the safety video, and then all of a sudden, over the speakers in the plane. <laughs> Just a little jam session. Uh, you want me to translate this, by the way? Yeah, please. Okay, no problem. I can translate it for you as it's going. That is, if the cabin pressure changes, oxygen masks will drop down from the panel above you. You ready to continue this? 
This is halfway through the music video. Pull the mask toward you, cover your nose and your mouth completely, and then adjust the elastic band. It's, it goes on, and they keep like going more into music breaks, etc. And they're doing the other things that you see in these videos, like the longing pauses and staring at the camera. The, the young men are trying to be like, you know normal about this or right like it's a regular music video and it's happening only on korean airlines flights right now and youtube i don't mind it if this song got on the radio i just want to ask you that would that be too far literally half of the song is the safety information for flying on a plane if they play this on the radio are we do we tip Large electronic devices must be stored under the overhead <laughs> bins or on the seat during your takeoff and landing. And then jump forward. Enjoy your flight. Boom! I, I, I enjoy it. That's the end. Enjoy your flight. The K-pop band is done. Super M has taken off, and now Korean Airlines is ready to take off. After four and a half minutes, I wonder if you'd start to feel like, can we just get up? Can we just take off already? Well, hopefully they time it well, so you're kind of, what does it call it? Why can't I think of the term? You're, when you're taxiing? Taxiing, yes. I got you, that's fine. Say, if you time it up well, and then I hope they don't. boom, and you're good. I hope they time it terribly <laughs> and just sit there and wait it out, and then maybe the band comes onto the flight, introduces themselves, because it seems like they're trying to take off. They're a new supergroup, and they just want to get their name out there. So safety, airline, I can't even imagine pitching this to a band, any band. Korean Airlines calls, the like lead guy gets on the phone, and they're like, hey, we got a great idea. Safety video. Your careers are going to take off. This is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I have another wild story for you guys uh, because I like wild, crazy uh, news stories. Um, this one, I, I'm surprised this is true because it feels like a joke. It feels like a prank. But then there is news coverage of it as well. It's kind of boring news coverage. I was disappointed. Uh, I turned on the CBS New York News to see how they covered this story, and they did it. Straight. They did it very seriously outside of a couple turkey jokes. But apparently, residents in Orange County, New Jersey, are afraid to leave their homes because of a bunch of rogue turkeys. There's wild turkeys all over this, this city, all over this neighborhood, and people are complaining about it. I have quotes from several residents who were featured in the story. Uh, this is Cindy, who's a resident who lives there. It is a problem. You know, it really is. My mailman is here, and he said they're worse than dogs. They're dangerous. Um, another person was quoted as saying, the other day I went to come out of my house and I see a bunch of them all hanging out around my car, a bunch of wild turkeys, and I didn't want to go outside of the house. I, I've had them, some of the males have come after me, and I just wanted to go back into the house, she said. Another person is quoted as saying, they attack our cars, even when they're driving cars, the cars are getting pecked, they seem to like shiny things. That is a quote, um, turkeys, it's Thanksgiving time. And it's, it's kind of hilarious that a crap ton of wild turkeys have all banded together in one community to strike back against us. How would you react to turkeys all over the place, Neil? I, you know, I didn't know they were, I mean, I know they're wild. I didn't know they were aggressive or, I mean, I guess. Have you ever seen a rogue turkey anywhere? I've seen, I mean, I've, I've seen one, yes, but okay. I've never really, I mean, I guess if there, there's, sounds like multiple there's here ton, in Orange County. I mean, yeah. so I guess if, yeah, they're banded together. I've only seen one by itself. I've never seen multiple together. Maybe when they're together, they go insane. All right. I so know. I, well, apparently I have a question for you. What animal is scariest in a large number? Out of all the animals out there, I'm, I'm sure several animals, big giant animals, you know, are scary individually. But if you, if you had to vote, what is the scariest horde of animals to attack you 
Because Turkey wouldn't have been on the top of my list until after reading the story. But I know the right answer to this question. I'll ask you first, though. Oh, there's a right answer. Of course there is, Neil. Uh, people wow. don't have opinions. They have correct and wrong answers. No, uh, I'm kidding. No, no I know. Um, I have a preference. The scariest so, possible. So I I think I've told you I like to golf, so I golf yes, a lot. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, uh, geese, I don't, on the golf course, <laughs> they're normally 40 of them together. At the time, uh-huh. And I've had multiple times where my ball might eh, roll into the area where they are and they... You just leave it? Depends. I mean, I some okay. some of them get a little angry and they start hissing. It's okay. Then we're just going to leave it over there. Sometimes wait, they'll, a, wait a minute. Wait. Sometimes they'll move away. Have you been attacked ever? I've never been attacked by okay. one. Okay. But they have you ever witnessed an attack on the golf course? Uh, I've seen one chase after one of my friends before. <laughs> yes, where they tried How to go. How terrified was he? Uh, he was running. Yeah. And he because they, they move fairly quick. Did he give up golf completely? Is he just no, done? No, Okay. It was it was quite funny, actually, yeah, to see sounds... him kind of run away. But, yep. yeah, they, uh, they're not my favorite, and they, they're always together. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, the correct answer is bees. That's true. Because a whole bunch of bees, like a, an insane amount of bees, there's no preventative measure for getting out of that situation in a good in a good way. If it's a giant animal, if it's like a bunch of elephants, I feel like I could still map out a path to try to survive. But B, they'll just be everywhere, and if they get if they get you enough times, I'm sure that that's it's really really bad. So the worst possible animal. This is a fact on the Craig Collins show. No opinions are, are needed here. This is 100 percent facts. Bees, 100 percent scariest animal. And we're in agreement. I I would say it's news a good guy. One. Yes. Okay, you're reporting the news. Bees, 100 percent been voted. <laughs> Everyone agrees. No one disagrees. They are the worst possible animal to get in a horde. What about like a one-off? Is there any one animal you'd prefer to face down? Um. Just one, just one of this creature. Oh, I'm trying to think of something easy. See, I, I, that's the wrong approach. See, I just feel like if there's any grouping or herd uh-huh. of animals, I feel like anything's kind of intimidating. No, I know. I mean, said, even like a grouping of butterflies. Right, if there's too many of them. But if it were just one animal, what animal would you prefer to fight one-on-one? And I'm going to tell you, I think there's also a right answer to this. It is like shark or bear because it's an impressive story. If you oh. defeat one fly, no one cares. No, that's not I'll a take, cool story. I'll take the fly. No, that's I, not you and fly swatter. Ta- I don't know if I'm taking down a bear or shark or anything one off. Nope. But if you did, but if you did, you make the news, Neil Doyle. You report on yourself that day. Neil Doyle fights bear. Coming up after the Craig Collins show. This is WJBC and the Craig Collins show. I have a caller calling in with another aggressive animal that he'd like to uh, talk about. Uh, caller, what's your name? Uh, Steve. Steve, what's the aggressive animal that you're kind of afraid of? Well, I'm not afraid of them, but uh, swans can be aggressive, too. Swans? Yeah, especially the male. Okay, so we're talking about swans, geese, turkeys on the show. These are animals that would be surprising. I don't think a lot of people would assume. Well, the male swan, you shouldn't be surprised. They they protect the other, they protect the flock. Okay, Uh, so one-on-one, you versus one swan, who are you taking? Uh, The swan. Really? (laughs) Okay. You don't you don't turn your back on a male swan. I got gotcha. you. Because they'll they'll attack. They they won't do anything as long as you're facing them. They'll spread their wings and. Okay, okay. But, but as soon as I turn around, so they're sneaky. They strike from behind. That's that's good yeah. to know. Thank you very yeah. much for the tip. The Craig Collins Show. I learn a bunch of things from my listeners. Don't turn your back on a swan. Could you take a swan one on one, Neil? Uh, one I mean, swan. According, I don't know. I mean, no, don't listen to the. No, I'm asking for your opinion. Can you take a, a swan one on one? Sure, I'll have a little confidence in myself. I'm I sure. Gu- I, I guess I could do. Like you just got to flail. You just got to kick the legs a bunch, right? Because they're down there. They're not coming up 
Not your face. I mean, they could take off. Okay. Can, can, uh, I, don't, I don't think they're doing both of this. I don't think they're flying, because now it's a much scarier situation. If they stay on the ground, I can take the swan. A swan in flight, that, okay, maybe I can't. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Even if you kind of want to blame the weather guy, because they're the one telling you the bad news. They're the one that's predicting it. Uh, you can't do it. It's not his fault. Uh, thank you, Brian. I'm sure that, uh, you know, it'll be 75. Come on. There's got to be. It's it's the Midwest. There's going to be a really hot day before this is all over, right? Maybe December. Maybe it's not in November. But eventually we'll get another fake uh, summer day out there. Uh, this story caught my eye, and it's kind of disappointing. Eight out of ten retirees put off long vacations because they're worried about home security. Uh, they say they worry about all kinds of things from just, like, letting the garden get out of hand I quote, it could become overgrown and unmanageable. unmanageable. About 2,000 retirees were pulled. These are people 65 years or older. 82% said they put off a long trip because of some sort of home security concern, maybe leaving a pet behind for too long or even missing out on their home comforts. But really, I mean, once you retire, isn't that what we're supposed to do? If you're retired, aren't you supposed to be traveling? That's what I, uh, right now, I'm 34 years old, and I, I picture my golden years of me just being on beaches all the time, all throughout the world. That's that's what you assume would happen. But apparently, most people do not do this. Uh, if there were no concerns whatsoever, if all of the things that you know you just can't take your mind off of could be handled 100% guaranteed for you, retirees say they'd love to take a three-month-long vacation. But most people simply don't do it. And I get not doing it, you know, when you have. Um, a bunch of responsibilities and your your income is tied to some some job but once you're finally out there you know in the golden years you're supposed to be on a beach isn't that how it's supposed to work isn't that how everyone's supposed to do stuff neil do you see yourself at 65 staying home or, or traveling the world uh not staying home no okay so yeah I mean, I mean hopefully if if all goes well i mean i would like to you know Get out of the cold in the Midwest. Maybe right. you know, go to Florida for a little while right. at a time. You know, well, I don't know. That's kind of what I would like to do. Yeah, I wonder if anyone would call in. Anyone that that's in this uh, time period in their life and could give me some more insight into why eight two nine two three four five. Tell me, you know, what are the concerns? Because I I do wonder for someone who is now retired, who um, spent a you know a career working all kinds of jobs. Uh, did you expect yourself to go on a bunch of vacations and have a more enjoyable a uh, set of golden years, or did you know the whole time that like it just wasn't going to be? Because, because truthfully, I mean that's that's part of what keeps you going every day is assuming that at some point you're going to be out there just having a grand old time at every single beach you can possibly go to all throughout the the world, and maybe buy a boat if things go really well. Boat is the number one purchase in my brain. I think long long before any super nice fancy house, I can have a, a fine medium, you know, not ridiculously awesome house, but a boat. That sounds amazing. Do you like to fish? No, I just like being on oh, boats. Okay. I just wasn't sure. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, it's no. I I wish I I'm not good at fishing, yeah. Neil. You got to set the hook. That's <laughs> actually I get yelled at all the time. That was my childhood. Set the hook, Craig. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. And for some reason, I feel like the fish were were mean purposefully. Like they would they would get my bait to screw me again. So I get yelled at again for not setting the hook. They saw the uh, bait going. They said, oh, right. that, that's that's Craig's. Let's right. go snag it right no, off. Right. They, they see like most of the ones just sitting and not doing anything. They see one <laughs> shaking terribly because they know I'm going to get screamed at again by my grandfather. Set the hook. It's the fourth fish. In one day, Craig, we're hungry at home. Grandpa, we can eat something else. No, it happened all the time, man. So yeah, I'm I not, guess I, I'm not good at fishing either. There you go. Yeah. 
I guess I just have a horrible traumatic experience with it. <laughs> it sounds like you know it just came back up. I, I forgot all about that. You're like, do you like fishing, Craig? And I snap back. All of a sudden, I was ten years old and I could not set the hook. What direction do you pull it? Is it right? Is uh, it left? I never know. I don't know how that. I I think it's to the right, but obviously I never learned. Call in and tell me either thing. If you know how to fish, tell me what I was doing wrong. Seriously, I really do wonder if the fish like got wise to the situation. They're like, we we can get all this guy's bait. He's not going to figure it out. Or maybe I was just like stuck on a piece of you know seaweed the whole time. Well, that, yeah. Maybe there wasn't a single fish. <laughs> oh my god! I need a break. I need I need a lot of things. I'm going to go lie down. This is the Craig Collins Show. We got a few minutes before we got to take a, a break. But uh, Steve called in, and you were trying to text me, Steve, right? Yeah, uh, I text some pictures of uh, two male and two female turkeys. Wild turkeys, like crazy big turkeys? What are we talking? Well, they're, they're wild turkeys, but uh, I worked for a guy for 20 years. He raised them, and and they were in a pen, uh, and I got a picture of them. Okay, if all four of them were together, who do you think wins a fight, me or them? Well, it depends on what, if, if they've laid eggs and stuff. Yep, uh, and I get no quick. weapons. Okay, I gotta run quick. Okay, uh, that's hilarious. Probably, probably they would. I mean, they're they're an aggressive animal, especially when they got their eggs laid and stuff in the spring. So you're not surprised at all this story out of New Jersey that a bunch of wild turkeys essentially took over a town and people are afraid to go outside. Well, yeah, but that's yeah they are, but you know they scare awful easy too. So okay, all right. But as long, as long as they don't have any uh, eggs laid, because the male protects the eggs. Yes. I read that about swans, too, actually. Someone called in and said swans are a very dangerous animal, and I Googled it, and I don't recommend it because you might be very fearful next time you go to the park. But swans, yeah. apparently, same thing, very territorial, and if you if you give them a chance, they can do some damage. All right, got to let you go, Steve, but thanks okay. for calling okay. in. Okay, right. bye. Right. i got one more caller. Caller, you're on the air, WJBC. What's your name? Hello? You're on the air. That's you. You're on the air. I hear stuff going on behind you. All right, I'm going to take a break, see what this caller wants to talk to me. Uh, more Craig Collins show. Let me put you back on. Officially announced, none of my bosses were confirmed or uh, asked about this. I'm doing a marathon show, staying here till tomorrow when it gets to be 48. I'm not going outside in 28. I want to be here this whole time. Maybe I get, like, a superheated coat. I went no coat today, like an idiot. I mean, I read the weather live on the radio, and then for some reason I woke up this morning. I'm like, I don't need a coat. I'll be fine. You're like those people, weren't we talking yesterday yes. about people that were shorts and t-shirts? Today? I know. Yeah. I, I got a hoodie on. You know, I figured. It's still pretty cold. I'm aware. It is 26 degrees outside. Marathon show. Craig Collins is doing 25 hours on WJBC starting right now. Uh, wait, no, my boss is already sending me emails. Stop saying that, Craig. Legal is going to get involved. Okay, I apologize. Uh, did you know we talked about seltzer water earlier this week, too, and seltzer drinks, the alcoholic uh, variety? Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're very, very popular with the... The kids, uh, one Neil Doyle says, Coca-Cola feels left out. They don't have alcohol uh, in this new product, but apparently even just like regular LaCroix, like you mentioned uh, the other day, Bubbly, which apparently is Pepsi's uh, seltzer water brand. Coke is getting in on it with AHA. They're going to start making eight different flavors. Uh, two of them even have caffeine in them, but they're getting into the seltzer water game because it's, uh, it's a big deal right now. Are you surprised? Not surprised, but okay. yeah, they're kind of they're they're getting a little late to the party. I mean, well, eight flavors though, and two of them have caffeine in it. Does caffeine take it, it? Then it sounds a lot like soda. 
It does. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I don't know. I don't. I mean, well, the bubbly. I I do like a bubbly, and I didn't know if that was Pepsi or not. So you yeah, said it is. it is. So they they do a pretty good job. So I, do uh, they throw caffeine in any of theirs? I don't think, but okay. I'm not. Because like I thought, sure. I thought that's the reason you go with the seltzer water. You were trying to avoid right. the sugar and everything that's in the uh, the soda product, and you also don't necessarily want the caffeine. So that's why you go with just the the lightly flavored. And they're they're really all over the map, by the way. Those Lacroix flavors. Mm-hmm. Some of them are delicious. Some of them are the worst thing you've ever put in your face. <laughs> it's an either. There's no in between. Have you had a mild? flavored seltzer water no it's always like grapefruit is terrible mm-hmm. but then uh there's some lime that's pretty good there's a bunch that are that are fairly good but if you're if your office has them and you wind up with just the the few ones left they get drank never they just sit in there uh forever now what's your least favorite do you have a least favorite you know I grapefruit know if, i mean yeah that's probably really down bad. There. i don't you know and the only way to maybe make that a little better is if you add maybe some vodka to it a or bunch something. of vodka but uh yeah, yeah that's grapefruit's never very good no. but mm-hmm. i mean I, I the rest of them i don't really i can't think of another flavor that is off-putting to oh, me oh there's but. other flavors that are off-putting i'm <laughs> sure there, there are i gotta look them up i don't i don't know them all offhand either um before i get out of here i got a couple more stories for you guys we got about six seven more minutes left on the craig collins show uh, this is pretty cool a team of researchers from the College of Engineering and Applied Sciences in a, uh, the uni- it's a Chinese university. I don't want to say the name because I'm pretty sure I'm going to say that wrong, uh, but they recently unveiled an innovative display that is thin enough to act like a temporary tattoo and be put on your body. It doesn't go inside your body, but it's, a, it's like a watch or any other kind of smart technology that can, you can stick it to your body, and then it just sort of stays in place, and you can use it with its smart screen and everything. This seems like the hurdle, the last hurdle we needed to, to put technology on us, but not necessarily make it permanent. There's no chip situation. Does this sound interesting, Neil? It, it does. It, it's, um, no? You yeah, still know? No, it does. It does sound this interesting. This is a guy, anyone who's listened all week, this is a guy who falls asleep in his phone, like hits him in the face. <laughs> While you're falling asleep at night, the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning before you do anything else, you don't turn to your girlfriend and say, I love you. You check your phone immediately. And I told you you could tattoo one on your body. And you're like, I don't know. I, mean, I don't need it I that bad. That I don't always fall asleep with the phone. Now it has happened. But right. I mean, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely would be interested in okay. it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. By the way, we learned from uh, Cody earlier this week, and it is podcasts. All of my show and some of my interviews our podcast, you can get them anywhere you want them, iTunes, Stitcher, all the podcast platforms. Look for The Craig Collins Show. Uh, Cody Goff, who is a host of Curiosity Daily, told us that phones, even off their proximity to us, it's uh, ruining our lives. It's just destroying us very, very slowly. And my phone is now staring at me. All of a sudden, I'm very aware of where my phone is and what it's doing. But this, to me, sounds incredible. Like the, uh, I love the smartwatch. I rock the Apple Watch. I... I like a lot of the features, but if it could actually just be like a little display and you could work out and stuff with it, it doesn't say here that it's resistant to those kind of things, so that would be disappointing to have to like rip the sticky tattoo off your body to do a workout or a shower or something. That seems like a giant negative, and then it sounds like it's only usable once. So you buy a very fancy display, stick it to yourself, and then the minute you decide to take it off, it's not going back on. Yeah, I would just rather do the Apple Watch. Okay, well, it's nice. Yeah, but I mean, but it's so little. There's so little. Think of my whole arm as a computer, Neil. The entire arm, all of it, every piece of it, I have, you know, I could do like little ads running across my arm. Just hold my arm up while I walk around and get paid a little bit. It's a walking billboard. Right. Some sweet, sweet electronic ad dollars 
going to one Craig Collins, or just a billboard for my show, actually. Yeah. I'm desperate to promote the show, so maybe I get a giant tattoo with like a little digital display, and I just walk around holding up that I'm a radio host. That could go well. There's yeah. no way that would be bad. And that's the list of another idea we've come okay. up with. Thank you. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Yeah. I'm pitching these all. The, I can't <laughs> wait to go in with uh, all these ideas, and I have audio for every single one. So when I pitch them to management, I'll be like, now this idea went over really well yesterday on the air. So just really try to dive into this one. All right, a couple more things. Americans apparently multitask more than any other country. That doesn't sound terribly surprising to me. Uh, apparently, we really enjoy to juggle multiple things at once. About 44% of people do at least three things in different hours each day. Three things at once. Is that your maximum? That's, yeah, getting up there, I would feel like. Okay. Well, and yeah. I, I imagine the phone is tied into that. So multitasking right now for me, I'm on the radio and I'm clicking on my email and the phone up. I got to respond to that person. So that's two. But I don't, I don't know, like three, you do that at least an hour a day where you interact with three. By the way, it drives my wife insane. And I think this is a radio thing. I think you learn this skill working in this industry of like having audio on around you, but you're not listening to it. Is that something you can do very easily? You can tune out televisions and radios, just, you know, yes. not a challenge at all. Mm -hmm. Yes. I do that all the time in the house. I'll turn on the TV, I'll put some news thing or some sports thing on, and then I'll do three other things and it's just on, and I'm probably not really watching it, but I can hear it. Like, I still can snap to paying attention to it because we learned that skill in this industry. Drives my wife nuts. She's like, really, just turn it off. You're not watching that at all. And then Aaron Judge hits a home run, and I'm like, home run. I know what happened. I'm paying attention. Is that multi-tab? Does that count? I, I think it does. Okay. I mean, yeah, because if you're right, you're, yeah, I would but, say that, that counts. But you're in the trust tree. You know as a radio guy that 99% of the time I am not listening. But I, my ear is still actively aware when something big enough happens yes. that I can snap back to it. You think that's unique to this industry? Or you think I, everybody I, can do that? No, I think it is. I, th I mean, I think there probably are some people that can, but no, I think when you're in this right in this realm in this world, that's well, something you you can do. Well, let me let me see if this argument works for you. And now this is a very this almost is a conversation we should probably should have had off the air. But listeners, I I promise this is kind of entertaining. I this was my defense when she said to me like, "How could you even be capable of doing this stuff?" I pointed out that my breaks, the breaks that I take during the three-hour show, you're talking. Right. The news guy is saying things. They're broadcasting in this space around me every single day. I've been doing a, a radio job for, like, I don't know, a long time now, over 10 years. So every day I go to a job, and, and while I'm not paying attention to work, audio is happening around me, and I can't stop it. So that alone, that practice alone, and I, that means that I'm not listening to you, Neil. No, I, I totally understand. Okay. Sometimes you even do news stories, and then I go home, and my wife tells me about them, and I'm like, I can't believe that happened. Yeah. It's like, Neil talked about it all day. Yeah. He, he talked about it every it's half just, hour. It's part, of the, it's part of the job. I know. Yeah. Just tune stuff out. No, um, I hear you. There's a guy who failed the driving test 27 times. He failed 27 straight times to pass the driving portion of his test, and so what did he do? He did not learn a lesson from Aunt Becky. He tried to hire someone to impersonate him, go down to the DMV, and take the test for him. And now he's facing 200 hours of community service. No jail time. But, I, I mean, honestly, you just got to watch the TV right now and realize that Aunt Becky can't get away with this. You can't.